Welcome back uh, to yet another episode of Podcast for Two People with Brent and Tyler. Um, with part three, the third uh, Fulci's Gates of Hell trilogy. The final entry. I don't even, well, to call it an entry. Yeah. It's like a baseline as that can be, yeah. It's, I mean, I don't even know. They weren't conceived as a trilogy. Mm. Um, it's like making a Star Wars movie and then not knowing what you're going to do with them. It's like Except, making a Star Wars movie, then a Star Trek movie, then a Stargate movie. Yeah. They're all vaguely similar. Yes. And, like, you Space. could say that, yeah, they have some, you know, similarities, but overall they're quite different. Real quick. Yeah. I want. I kind of want to see an image of, like, Loki's head, like, forehead stretched even, like, taller. Nope. No. That's too bad. Just pretend that his forehead is, like, eight times as large. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> So today we have bring to you House by the Cemetery by Il Maestro, uh, Lucio Fulci. Um, lot of, uh, once again, uh, Catriona McCole starring yet again in this film. Uh, and a horrible, horrible child. Yeah. Giovanna something. Giovanni Fritz. Is the horrid, horrid Bob. Yeah, <laughs> Shin Babu. <laughs> yeah, nah. Yeah, he doesn't ob- get to be cool. Opposite of Catriona, you have like Paolo Malco, and uh, you have supporting actress Ania Pironi. Oh yeah, total and, babe. Uh, yeah, total babe. Total babe. And then like Dagmar Lasander was there for a while here and there. Like yeah, there's, <laughs> I know. There's a few. There's that other child as well. Yeah, who played May. May. So yeah, Sylvia Colatina. It's it's like this movie has a plot, but a lot of it defies explanation and logic. I'm really happy that when we were about to start this, you're like, all right, just don't, just don't. And I was like, okay. Yeah, like it makes sense if you don't try to figure it out. There's there's uh, semi-telepathic com- uh, communication between one child and another child from, like, a car and then halfway across a city block, across the street. And then, and they're like, talking Boston to New York. Yeah. yeah. And, like, they're just, like, having normal My voice volume. is dubbed, but yours isn't. Yeah. Me mom is English. Yeah. And by that, I mean American, and so is me pops. But for me, I'm a British boy. Yeah. Sure. Oh, uh, no. Uh, no. <laughs> the house. Haunted house by the cemetery. Cemetery. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's about Paul, a family. Paul, Paul. Uh, the, the, the papa in this household, he, yeah. he has to go to Boston to go live in the house by the cemetery yeah. to continue his uh, predecessor's research yeah. into the work of a one Dr. Freudstein. Yeah, yeah, definitely not like a, you know... Nothing weird's gonna happen. Because right. the, the professor committed suicide, I guess. Right. And then in, in a scene that's explained with the actor uh, Pablo Malco... Yeah. Um, ...having a conversation with a character played by Lucio Fulci... It's very much an exposition scene. It's like, as you being the protege of this doctor, <laughs> you should go and check it out. <laughs> Like, yes, I should. Use your big brain and yeah. figure out what his big brain couldn't. It was yeah. a big shoes to fill for another big brained man doing XYZ. Yeah. Anyway, off you go. And then Bob is terrible. Just awful. Yeah. Bad, the worst. Bad child. 
Fucking terrible. The argument for abortion. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no. No offense to Giovanna Fretzi, but goddamn, yeah. the kid sucked. I'm sure he's fine today. He Apparently, uh, I read his, like, his bio, and apparently he has a, like, a black belt in like, kung fu. Oh, so dude, he, he could will beat, come and break our spines. will absolutely beat my ass. <laughs> and rattle our bones. And then throw me in the basement. Yeah. But I won't go... More than, like, five steps into it. He apparently did show up in Video Nasty, if you guys like Fangoria stuff. And, uh, like, just, like, seeing some, like, behind-the-scenes uh, kind of, like, commentary and talks with, like, various actors and actresses from, like, you know, this age of horror. So, I'm sure that was probably pretty interesting. He was probably like, yeah, I uh, had no idea really what was going on. I didn't really see any of the uh, the effects. And they probably just showed me something. They're like, be afraid. And yeah, so be I was scared like, now. Eh. Uh, and then had no idea what the what the kid who was dubbing me sounded like or what he was saying. <laughs> so who yeah. knows what it's like in Italian? That's you know it's a very chaotic way of filming and editing. Oh yeah, yeah. That yeah. I, I've really come to appreciate. Yeah, from like Argento and and Fulci, it's it's uh, it's very strange. It's also one of those things where it's like you know uh, there's there's numerous characters where you can see that they are mouthing words in English and they are speaking. And it's like, maybe like a little off because that audio track. Yeah. But then there's like clearly characters that are not speaking English and English words are being heard. I mean, yeah, that was a pretty common practice. Yeah. Um, but I, it doesn't even phase me anymore because I watched the right. movie things. Oh, that's right. You were talking to me about things and stuff. Things. And that movie, it was made by Canadians, but, like, literally all the dialogue was dubbed over. Because, like, a lot of times they were still, like, talking while they were recording. Yeah. So, like, there'd be other people talking while the scene's going on. So they dubbed everything. And it's bad. It's real bad. It's bad. (laughs) Because you're not going to say things with the same inflection, the same, like, length of a word. Like, like when I just said, I mean, plus these people aren't actors, right? Oh, yeah, really? Yeah, (laughs) even better. So yeah, like it's absolutely not going to line up whatsoever. Yeah, I mean, it kind of lines up, sort of, but it's just really bad, bad dialogue. (laughs) Just like I can't, we can't. Me and my wife can't have a baby, so you're gonna have our baby. (laughs) And then the lady gets naked, and okay. Mini things episode here. <laughs> the movie opens, yeah, with this like really chud looking guy like talking yeah. to this big chud um, like naked lady who like disrobes and she's wearing like a Satan mask. Oh, and the reason being was because they picked up a, a lady of the night to yes. be in this film because they needed a lady who'd get naked. A sex worker. A sex will. worker. Uh, you know a ho- a hooker. <laughs> oh my god! If you will, um, a working lady. She. She didn't want her face being shown, so yeah, the solution was to just have her wear a mask. But also, they they gave a role like a news reporter role, mm-hmm. which has nothing, no place in the movie at all, mm-hmm. uh, to a, um, a porn actress named mm-hmm. Am- Amber Lynn. Okay. Um, but they couldn't get her to do a nude scene because they were only paying her two thousand five hundred dollars. And, you know, she very wisely, like, you know, it's like, you got to pay more money for me. Like, she can't cheapen. She was, yeah. she was, she was pretty su- a successful porn actress at that time. So she yeah. can't, like, cheapen her. Like, her right. Nudity. It's, it's, it's cheaper guess, for me of, to be nude on your film, even though I get paid more money doing porn. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to 
yeah, like you got to pay porn rates. Yeah. At this point, because if you want, if you want new, otherwise everybody will want to pay me less and less. Right. It kind of makes no sense at all. So yeah, I, I think that that's that's probably just like a. But yeah, you get a porn actress in your movie. Yeah. It doesn't show you anything. Yeah. And then you you pick up a a prostitute mm-hmm. to do your your like your one nude scene. Mm-hmm. Terrific. House like by the a, Cemetery. Yeah. Let me tell you one thing about this. It's uh, Yui Bull. He is not. Yeah, not even in the same ballpark, pal. Ballpark. Ballpark. <laughs> Man. <laughs> so, yeah, the family, they moved to Boston, but it's the most not Boston you've ever seen Boston. Right. It's literally Boston for the sake of Fulci's like, let's keep it Lovecraftian, I guess. <laughs> sort of. Yeah. And like. It's one tie. The cosmic horror is, uh, it's it's in the same setting that this Eastern, shitty, awful fucking writer also Northeast. always put all of his shit. Um, so yeah, they move there, and then you know, like there's talk with like the real estate lady, mm-hmm. and it's like, oh, they moved into the Froissy house, and she's like, you fucking idiot, it's the Oak Mansion. Yeah, we don't talk about the Freudstein house. And he's like, okay, but also it was like. 65 years prior that like anything happened yeah well the movie cold opens with like a couple who went there to bang because like yeah. the one like uh tata shot you've seen in it yep um is in the beginning literally opens with with some boobies and you're like Who's, uh, oh actually, yeah actually the same actress who uh barfs guts out in um city of the living dead the little like lamb chops coming out of her mouth yeah that lady cannot catch a break in Fulci films as she receives a knife to the back of the head and out the mouth pretty one and of like the highlights the of the movie. was kind of fucking dope too yeah. like straight at like the the crown of your not really your crown i guess but like the top portion of your head uh-huh. like the cornered portion and straight out the mouth Fucking cool, man. That being said, yeah, this movie does deliver in the gore department. Yeah, I'd say like it's uh it's it's honestly pretty good and pleasing gore, and the practical effects are super good. However, there's just a lot of weird fucking bullshit yeah. before you get there. Yeah, exactly. And like in between, I guess those not, things. not necessarily fun bullshit. Like for example, there's a part where the dad has to drive back to New York to do some research. Question mark. So, you know why move to the house? Yeah. It's just like don't don't question these things. Yep. In this library, uh, he listens to a tape, and from his predecessor saying yeah. like, "Oh man, it's so fucked up. Can't believe it. It's so fucked up, bro." So and then, wild, um, man. And he decides that you know what this needs to be burned. So he goes to the the incinerator in the library that every course. library has, of course, yeah. and then throws it in there. It's the, like you, the you read some Kurt Vonnegut, and you're like, I don't, I don't really, I don't vibe with this, and you just put it in the incinerator. I do, so it goes. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's just like, why is is the is the nanny played by Anna Peroni? Is she in on it? The way that they have like the Fulci stare down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, everybody's like close-up eye shots, like, darting around. Right, and she's, like, seen multiple times doing some, like, goofy, questionable shit for, like, literally no reason. And yeah. guess what? It's never really touched on. Yeah, for example, um, a murder takes place in the house while everybody is seemingly gone. Yeah. And then uh, she's the first one on the scene, apparently, and she's cleaning up the blood. Yeah. That the mother, the household, played by Catriona McCool, sees her cleaning with her eyeballs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Directly. And then uh, it's just like, oh, hey, how was your parents' house? 
And she just kind of doesn't answer and just keeps clean. She, she like gives her a creepy fucking she gives side her, smile. Yeah, she gives her a creepy stare and continues like wringing the towel and wiping up the blood. Yeah. And then that is just never acknowledged. Never acknowledged. Yeah. And never like, acknowledged. What are you doing? And then she's just like, I made some coffee. And yeah. she's like, okay. And just goes to pour herself a cup. Like, and we will never talk about that too again. Too bad you never came to the restaurant last night. It would have been nice to have you. And she's just like... <laughs> fucking like she exists as Mr. a Torrance like she smiling. exists as like a red herring yeah spoiler alert um but it's just like the weirdest fucking thing I guess the only way it gets explained away is that she's just a weird lady yeah she's just strange and then um yeah it's just a lot of uh it seems nonsensical like nonsensical bullshit I, I feel like there was like remnants of another movie that was being written see that's exactly what I was saying is that like with the two movies that came before it, it's like he put all of his really sick-ass ideas. Like, he probably had, like, I don't know, 150 solid fucking pages of content, <laughs> right? And then he just ground them all up, and he threw them in a strainer. And keep in mind... And he shook it until, like, he was left with very, very good movies. Two, two pretty good fucking movies with solid ideas. And then everything that fell through turned into House by the Cemetery. Yeah. Keep in mind... That uh, these movies, City and Living Dead, yep, The Beyond, House by the Cemetery, these all came out like within like a year and a half of each other. Yeah, that's so these movies insane. were like shot, edited, thrown to theaters. Yeah, and they're all and a pretty rapid. All succession. three of them are pretty fucking close to ninety minutes too. Yeah, it's it's ridiculous. The thing is, is that obviously when you look them up, they're gonna have some higher ratings. It's a it's a Fulci movie. Do I think that this movie is a four and a half star? No, but you know, like that's totally just my opinion, man. But like, there's not a lot going on here. It's not, and like watching it back to back with the other two, it's exactly what you said, Brent. Like it's, it's an entry, <laughs> you know. Like it's it's there, but I don't know. I see a lot of like repeating themes, and it's not done to like a really great effect. Like there's a graveyard, there's a basement, there's a cat, there's a cat. Bad things happen in the basement that they refuse to check more than like two feet into yeah i mean like i get that i really do but it's like literally the entire answers the reason you drove to new york yeah again and then came back yeah was to find out what was literally right under your nose this whole fucking time not like not like you know like oh i was just too stupid to see it it's like oh no i just couldn't step into the next room and see the fucking bizarre cavalcade of body parts thrown about and like We're bodies strung up and bodies splayed open. Yeah. And then this fucking zombie man hanging out in my basement. Spoiler alert: Doctor Feuerstein is the zombie man hanging out in the basement. He needs the blood of victims to uh, regenerate his own cells. Yeah, it's kind of um, it's like a Faustian story, right? And then there's also a weird supernatural element that also somehow plays into it. Yeah, yeah. Like, there like, is a ghost child speaking to Bob. Yeah. Um, there is Mrs. Freudstein. We get revealed in the, the end to be her new mom and now Bob's new mom maybe question mark and like who who fucking knows why it's like there's it's so loosely strung together it it seems like dream logic yeah yeah. sort of yeah but but it doesn't put it out there like this is dream this is dream or like it's it's why not necessarily like somebody was dreaming this yeah but or like you know we're living in a dream or like it's just you accept the dream yeah or like this is madness no it's like no this is what happened yeah 
this is this is what happened. And I guess when the credits roll, is that's when you wake up, right? And it's like, uh, it's very much like a dream because at the end of it, I didn't remember much. Yeah, it's not incredibly memorable to me. To be fair, um, there was a lot of horsing around. I think. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. But I'd already seen it before, pretty much. I just was not really like captured by it, man. Like uh, again, like with the other two movies being so good, like I was, I was really honestly See, like. That's funny because you said you weren't, by him. you weren't as encaptured by the Beyond as you were City of the Living Dead. Yeah, you did say that. Yeah, he did say it, folks. I did, but um, yeah, I don't know. It's just it's it just kind of seemed to dwindle, didn't it? I know we've been calling it a, a trilogy, but it's just like. Sure. I guess Each one watered more watered down <laughs> than the last. City of the Living Dead is fucking awesome and fun and crazy. There is good, there is cool stuff here. Yeah, but just like don't. You have to sift. Go into it like yeah. thinking the whole thing's gonna be a fucking like the creature banger. effects in the end are really cool and does have like the Fulci signature like maggots mm-hmm. and other stuff. Yeah, you know. And, like, and I would say that, like, the, the main, like, uh, An eyeball here. shot that was, and, like, an eyeball destruction shot that was cut out because it didn't look realistic enough for Fulci. And yet, at the same time, like, you should have probably just, like, kept it. Because fuck it. Because, like, yeah, because one, fuck it, but two, that body gets dragged off, like, past screen, so, like, it's, it's a panning shot, pretty much. Uh-huh. Uh, or rather, the body pans through the shot. Um, and, and the eyeball and like face are like totally fucked up and you're like, dude, I literally just saw that person, uh, three seconds ago and, uh, nothing happened to their fucking face. That eyeball intact. Yeah. So like, you're kind of left here like, uh, and honestly, as like a Fulci film, you're kind of sitting here like, when's the eyeball shot? (laughs) You know, just like Argento, you're like, when's someone flying through a fucking window? But, um, I would say that, uh, it's... There's not as many kills as, say, like, you know, the previous two movies. It's like it wanted to go for a more, um, I guess, atmospheric or supernatural... And it really didn't get... Slow burn, almost. It didn't get there for me at all, man. Like, it was like, um, instead of making me feel like this house is spooky, and I think that the reliance on that is purely that it is a house by a cemetery, (laughs) and cemeteries are innately spooky. Yeah, man. Um, but, like... Oh god, how do I want to put it? It's almost like it's almost like a movie was made uh telling you the story about a novice um game master running Call of Cthulhu. <laughs> like and then you move the rug and you see in the dust so, a tombstone. We probably should have researched this. Was it a common practice for houses uh by the cemetery? to have uh, graves in the hallways of their own homes? Probably not. I don't think so. No. I have a hard time believing that. Yeah. Uh, you don't really But also, wanna, it's like... just a stone slab above the basement. Yeah, yeah. So, like, I was going to bring that up, too. It's like, when when um, the, the big tombstone or slab is unearthed and, like, cleaned up, and you see the name on it, and you're supposed to go... <gasps> But actually, you're like, okay. I mean, I guess they knew that Freud scene was supposed to be dead. Right, yeah, yeah. But, like... And then he drives to New York to have some guy who, like, the caretaker of the cemetery run up run up to him and be like, no, that's a load of bunk. There ain't no Freud scene here. Trust me, I know. I'm the caretaker. Yeah. 
I know all of the I know the all the people. graves. Yeah. <laughs> I've been up and down these lanes many years, child. Yeah. I know everyone here. You should go back to Boston and save your family. Yeah, for real. Because your child is fucking awful. The kills but, in this movie are really good, though. Yeah, they are. It, I mean, like... I feel like the best stuff happens in the last, like, 20, 20-ish minutes. Yeah, I mean, and then it does have a child that's just fun to hate. Yeah, um, every time he's on screen, you're just like, fuck you, uh, Bob. Get out of here. Um, something I was going to say. Yeah? Bob. You missing it? Sucked. <laughs> yeah, he sure did. The, yeah, no, the, the creature is really good. Yeah. Um, it's got that classic, spooky. like, lumbering... Uh, like juggernaut, like zombie effect that I feel like all Fulci zombies did really well. Oh yeah, 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 and like you know, just like, like very man. much so, not not easily killed. Oh yeah, no, I remember what I was gonna say now. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a movie that if I had watched it when I was like three or four years old, it would have scared the shit out of me. Yeah, because it's like creepy basements. I hated basements. I hated the dark. Right. Um, and yeah, if I saw what was actually living in the basement, that would have been like a realization of all my fears being true. Yep. And yeah. So watch, show it to your like three or four year old son. <laughs> They'll love it. And it probably won't traumatize them too bad. Right. But they will stay out of the basement. They will stay out of your fucking basement. So if you want to have, you know, your man cave in there. Yeah. That's so my fucking basement. That's a podcast for two people. Uh, for podcast for two people. Uh, parenting tips. Yeah. From two non-dads. From two non- <laughs> Yeah, for real. It's perfect. No, trust us. We know. We know what we're talking about, okay? We know. We, we have a podcast. Yeah. We were kids once. Yeah. Yeah, we know. I know. <laughs> I know what that's like. Yeah, I would say that, like, as far as, like, villains go, it was definitely it was definitely a solid one. I enjoyed it. Um, I think I enjoyed the look of this guy uh, more than, uh, say, um, old mossy fucking butt man from uh, uh, The, the Beyond. Beyond. Yeah, the plumber what got mucked well the guy well no the the original one like the painter oh the guy that covered in like tar plaster or something yeah whatever the fuck he got killed with hot marshmallow fluff yeah not a bad way to go yeah I mean probably boing you do that one like scooby doo thing from the intro where it's just like a still image but then it's like tongue just kind of like wipes him down kind of does like a clock wipe and then yeah yeah, it's perfect. But yeah, like uh, I would, I, <laughs> but yeah, no. Uh, City of Living Dead with the uh, with like the possessed spirit corpse thing of the preacher. It's fucking awesome. Yeah, sick. Okay, and like the way that that strange kind of um, creature and and the other creatures as well. These like uh, ghost zombies. Like the way that those things pop up here and there in that film is so fucking good and the house by the cemetery follows a lot of kind of the same idea um and formula i think as phenomena did where we see the hands of the killer we we usually see the implements of murder Mm -hmm. and then we have the big reveal at the very end really when we get to see this guy but the thing is is that the way that this film is set up and the way the story is told, it is never really that much of like a surprise when it comes it is, to. It's a lot more understated than say the Beyond or say the Living Dead. Yeah, yeah. It's it's a lot um, 
smaller scale. Oh, it yeah. Doesn't, uh, spoilers for the end of the Beyond. It doesn't have the two main characters like going blind and then wandering the wastelands of hell. Instead, and this is a spoiler for House by the Cemetery, and I think that if you've if you've listened now, you've like already this got it. For, Sorry to yeah. spoil like a forty year old movie too. By the way, exactly. Yeah, many apologies. But anyway, so I digress on that point. At the end of this film, when you have like the two parents get like one of them has a fantastic death. You know, like fighting off that creature yeah, and then like doing you know, like a power walk up to it and then sticking a knife in his Yeah, gut. like he's a goddamn Tonberry. He's a no, he's an enemy from Streets of Rage. <laughs> where they just like gobble the knife out and then start walking. And if you're in their way, boy, you better not. Yeah. He's he's a Galzia or maybe like a signal Y <laughs> or uh what's that Donovan. Maybe yeah. he's a Donovan. Or he me and my homies hate Donovan. Yeah, all my homies hate Donovan. Yeah, um, but no, like, regardless of all that, like, uh, that's okay, and typically, like, when someone stands up to the great evil in a story, as far as, like, a mythos tale goes, they meet a pretty grisly, untimely end, and so, like, it didn't really disappoint there, and I think that some of the best uh, personal effects... Yeah. The uh, practical effects done here in that shot uh, were actually pretty fucking awesome. Uh, some of the best. And then, like, obviously, we get to see, like, all of the gore of where our uh, villain has been, like, hanging out and doing Faustian science with, you know, trying to prolong his own life. Though I would say that he's probably not doing a very good job if he has worms and maggots living inside him. Yeah, it's like, what are you really sticking around for? Yeah, like, other than living in your basement... And, like, you're not, like, you would hope that maybe he continued his, uh... I think he wanted to, like, revive his wife or something. Right, but where was her body? In the house by the cemetery. Yeah, of course. Of course. (laughs) Of course. But, yeah, no, like, um, he was accomplishing nothing other than being, like, essentially a zombie. A gross zombie man? Yeah, but, um, anyway, so, like... He gets it pretty bad. Yeah, he now gets the, like the wife. He gets the throat rip, and then yeah, the wife. She gets bonked, the bonking down the stairs. Yeah, and it's like the noise is so over the top for when her head hits the stairs versus like the actual act that it. The noise doesn't takes... match up to like what you're seeing. It looks like she's no. just like lightly like, which of course like she just... is. That would hurt so bad. Yeah, that'd be horrible. Like yeah, you're not gonna get a stunt lady for that. Yeah, like the not, only like, way you're that you look could, at her face. Yeah, the only way that you could honestly do that safely is if like you had the actress. I think they wanted to be like, on a little il- sled inside the shirt, tucked up. You know, I think they wanted to give it the illusion of it being like slowed down. Right, like she's really hitting every stair on the but way it, down. It, yeah, it doesn't really look like that at no, all. No, because it, you can tell very much so that it was uh, in real time, and she's like literally picking up her head and moving it to the side, while the noise is literally bonk, 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 bonk. And yeah, then you know she just lands on the floor, and she's just she's dead. dead. Yeah, and then yeah, we're left with little Bob. So you're thinking like. Okay, the moment we've all been waiting for. Yeah, Bob's gonna get fucking just thrown into the meat grinder. Yeah, he's gonna take the leg and just pull it off him and just beat him to death with his own little leg. Yeah. Ah, oh, fuck that kid. But, but alas, alas, no, he is helped by Ghost Girl mm-hmm. through through she who has through the, the slab who has more strength than both the, Bob and his mother. Yeah. To move the slab. Yeah. And then yank him out of there. Yeah, and also yank him out of the reach, like, out of the grasp of the jerky man. Uh-huh. 
who definitely had him. You know, like this guy literally has this strength of oh, you know, say like 65, 70 years of just like muck. Yeah, muck and and the the draining of blood from many. And also he ate a boob. <laughs> yeah, he did. You know, like so there's that. You're going to tell me if you had a severed torso in your basement, you wouldn't take a bite? <laughs> fun scene where uh they're trying to get bob out of the basement and then like the dad finally shows up and yeah. they start like chopping the door down and he like stops every swing to be like exposition he, yeah he needs to feed on the blood to stay alive one swing um he's alive he's in our basement <laughs> it's that what my partner had found Katonk, don't don't move yeah we gotta get in there and then get out of here i drove to new york to find out it's it's not a good not a good plot. No. Not a good story, I guess, but it's 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 sort of fun. Yeah, like I honestly Probably not think the best Fulci, but like it's it's got its moments. Right. Like what would have been better necess- like I think necessarily is if we used Anne, played by Anya, uh to like, you know, get in the basement. She's like, you know, being curious and stuff. And she finds all that shit, mm-hmm. and she gets a grisly, grisly murder there. I think that getting your throat slashed three times while not really moving or saying anything or screaming. That's a pretty Fulci death, though. Yeah. Where you just kind of sit there and, like, watch him very slowly shamble up to you and then, like, yeah. grab your face and then yank it off, basically. Yeah, yeah. But, like, I would have liked to see her, like, go down there and find all that shit. And then, like, her screaming, you know, maybe, like, Bob was, like, down there with her. They were playing hide-and-seek or yeah, something. Yeah, also very frustrating where she calls for help for Bob, and he just very slowly, like, walks down there. I mean, yeah. I get it. He's probably just a dumb kid, and he's spooked or whatever. He right. grabs his curious George monkey and his, like, pink toy gun. Yeah. Because, you know, that's going to sh- shoot him to death. Yep. He's just dumb. He don't know. He yeah. Know. But, yeah, it's kid. like, we could have He been... knows kung fu now. He sure. will beat my ass. <laughs> He's a master ninjutsu artist. Yeah. So yeah, um he's learned all the killing moves. When when that like if if you would have used uh, uh Anne's life to show the viewer what was going on in the basement and then you could still have the family essentially be kind of like un you know like we don't know. Uh-huh. And then like as soon as like the husband gets home, you know, he's got like a He's got a reason, like, to try and, like, break down in the basement to, like, you know, get at Anne, who's probably screaming until you hear her, like, gurgling. Like, oh, yeah. And then, you know, he's like, we need to we need to get away from here. And then, like, you know, the doors all lock and the lights turn off or whatever. And then, you know, he's, like, hurrying around the house with the wife and the kid being like, he needs the blood. And, you know, like, that's when he can get the exposition as they're trying to find a place to hide. And now it turns into, like, that kind of last portion of a typical slasher film where the killer is chasing you through a house, you know, and it's like, this is a house that he is much more comfortable in that he has known for many years and that you've been in for like months, maybe it's not even it's yeah. It's like maybe a week, two weeks, who knows? I mean, like two days. Yeah, sure. I mean like the traveling back and forth, but anyway, so like, you know, trying to hide and then try to fend him off. You know what I mean? And then, like, perhaps you can have I some think, other I think things. it's honestly just, like, showed the whole basement, but then, like, it, I guess yeah. it would be a cop-out, but there's, like, a secret compartment in the basement yeah. that leads to his, like, horrible, like, tortured, like, 
butchery dungeon. Right. I think it would have been a cool thing. Hear, hear me out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, they're I check, got mine. They're checking out his, like, shitty dungeon with all the, like, chopped up body parts. Like, oh, man, like, all these victims and all these, like, torsos. And, like, yeah. this, somebody took a bite out of his boob. Yeah. And then, like, we see Dr. Freud seem, like, like slumped in a chair. But we, yeah. don't, we don't know. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, like, he gets up. Yeah. And that's how you would reveal them. What do you think of that? I think that's great. You know, it's very, like, forest from Resident Evil 1 Remake. Where it's like you think it's just another, yeah. you know, like, another, like, victim. But it's like, nah. Yep. Nah. Yeah, like, oh, man, how <laughs> long him. is how long has this man been down here? And he's, like, covered in gore because he's been killing everybody, you know? And then it's like, wait a minute. That corpse has a bloody knife in its hand. But I imagine they were probably on time constraints and just probably tried doing the best with what they had. Right, yeah. And that's just it is it's uh literally like two people nearly thirty living in twenty twenty one looking back at a film from forty years ago. I mean like mm, this is what I would have done. Yeah. No, I I think it's more like I think I, don't that, would, I just think that would have been cool to see. Yeah, exactly. That's that's where I think it's important to to mention that's where this is coming from. It's like what I would have rather have seen um, because we've been able to see it in other things or like, you know, we're, we're familiar with the formula after having watched so many films. It's, it's a bit of a bore at, at the end of it. And it's, uh, it's kind of sad because you, you know that there's good elements here and you want to see them utilize and be entertaining and be scary. But what it kind of ends up being is all of the, the tiddly bits, the fried bits at the bottom that didn't get, you know, into the final dish of the previous two movies served to you in 87 minutes uh, as a standalone. And it's, I don't know, it's whatever, I suppose. It's an entry. It's fine. It's fine. It's not. I mean, yeah, it's it's not a great movie by any means, but um, yeah. it's got its moments. I would say that if you're interested in seeing, like, you know, the entirety of the uh, Gates of Hell trilogy, then by all means. And I think that in watching House by the Cemetery, it has highlighted what I've liked about the previous two movies even more. So I think that, yeah, uh, I I don't want to say obviously, but I I could say without the shadow of doubt that I enjoyed overall City of the Living Dead the most everything there whether it's you know premise area uh the kills the prosthetics the practical effects and uh your quote-unquote like main villain being you know preacher man i feel like it was the most for real thomas fleshed out hey and then the beyond i mean the 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 kind of like overarching story pretty fucking cool honestly pretty good and like your characters, uh, almost I would argue almost better than the characters from City of the Living Dead, and then the ending, fucking great. Yeah, very very. That's like definitely my favorite ending. Yeah, out of the three. And you can see it like directly. Uh, we covered the void, you know, like the ending of the void. You can't tell me it was not at least somewhat inspired by the Beyond. You could know, be. could be very, very strange, and you know, this is just your fate now, for better or worse. Uh, obviously, in the beyond, it's likely for the worse. You know, but um, also really dug like the eyes and and the the different sp- spooky things and stuff. House by the Cemetery, 
The kills are good. Hustway Cemetery has spooky eyes. Spooky eyes, yeah, but they're dumb spooky yeah. eyes. Also, like, so, like, could the doctor, like, teleport around? Could he? And apparently he did. Yeah. But then, like, when it was time to, like, kill somebody, then yeah. he, like, shambles around. Or wa- slowly walks up the stairs. Not only that, too, but he also had no eyes. Yeah. And was just a waxy, waxy, like, forgotten Thanksgiving turkey butterball man. That, uh, yeah. In, like, a doctor like, coat. But with one normal hand. Mm-hmm. Well, he got one chopped off, because, yeah, uh, it was in the, the, in the ensuing action. 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 Yeah. Yeah. It's I, like that. I think that, uh, I think that's pretty much everything that I have as far as House by the Cemetery. I... I and I kind of just covered what I think about like the the Gates of Hell trilogy. Um, overall, this this movie is fine. I, it's not really the cap on a trilogy that you would want. Yeah, it's, but I mean, it rarely is. It's not gonna. You're not gonna be rewarded for watching all three. Yeah. With this one. Yeah. So what do you what did you think overall about House by the Cemetery, Brown? In your numerous viewings. I mean, I like it. It's it, it's got stuff I like, but it's it's definitely not the best Fulci. Um, I would rather watch. I'd rather watch the Beyond again. Yeah. Or Zombie Two. Yeah. Or City of the Living Dead. I guess I haven't watched a whole lot of Fulci, but right. You know, there's there's a there's better better Fulci, better Italian horror to watch. Right, yeah. So what do you think overall ideas on Gates of Hell trilogy? You know, it had some, you know, it's, it's got cool stuff going for it. I don't know. I'm right. not sure how to answer that. What do I think? I don't think. <laughs> right, yeah. Some parts were interesting, other parts were kind of, eh. Not all of it is forgettable, but some of it is. It seems like the the previous two movies upstaged this one. Oh, yeah, yeah. Just because of, like... I mean, I guess the, the previous two movies didn't have horrible children. Yeah. Um, Honestly, imagine if House by the Cemetery came first, and then The Beyond, and then City of the Living Dead. Obviously, things wouldn't have been able to it, work out the way It seemed like the, the way logical way. <laughs> yeah. Like, um, yeah, I think, you know, if you listened to us and, and, these, uh, and these episodes, I recommend you watch them in that way. Watch House by the Cemetery, then The Beyond, then, then City of the Living Dead. Because, again... The if, order if you can matter. stomach House of the Cemetery, then you can probably stomach the Beyond. Yeah, and then and then gird yourself for City of the Living Dead. Yeah, and actually like check your stomach because there's a pretty gross scene in there. Yeah. Meanwhile, House by the Cemetery and the Beyond are both available on Shutter and uh, City of the Living Dead. I'm looking at it right now. They have it uh, free on Amazon Prime, uh, and I wouldn't be surprised if it's also on Shutter. So, I mean. Fantastic, uh, fantastic selection of movies. Um, I don't know. I can't really think of anything off the top of my head to really add, um, other than uh, thanks for hanging out with us for for the uh, Gates of Hell trilogy. It was really fun to just kind of like kind of do these movies in a sequential order. Mm-hmm. I think that uh, it was very effective for me as a, as a viewer, kind of figure out what I like and what I don't like as far as uh, these three movies go by Fulci. And, um, yeah, it was just a really fun viewing experience and a fun podcasting experience. You could say that. Yeah. <laughs> um, any, anything in closing, Brent? I feel like I'd just be going around in circles. 
Yeah, I feel you. Well, if you guys want more of us, obviously, just uh, check back often with uh, the way things are going. We're getting together more often, which is really nice. It's good for our mental health. I hope it's good for yours in whatever way. Otherwise, um, if you check the show notes, you can find uh, Brent's Twitch channel and my Twitch channel. And uh, we keep we keep having fun there. I've got a little uh, fun project in the pipe that should pop off in July. But, um, yeah, I'd say uh, just go ahead and give those channels a follow if you're into that. Yeah, we are actually acknowledging the month of June this year. Yeah, yeah. Um, we, uh, we have not in the past. <laughs> I think uh, next time we'll bring you a... A true work of art. Ooh. Now I'm excited. On this particular show. I'm very excited for that. Well, thanks again, everybody. Uh, I hope you had a blast, and uh, I hope you continue to have a blast. Thanks for listening, as always. We'll catch you around next time. Don't forget to like, comment, subscribe, ring, ring the ring bell, drop a drop a comment. Tell us what you think. <laughs>